Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all types of articles, videos, podcasts, interviews, whatever you need dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check that out at hitthatline.com. I'm going to talk a little bit about Arkansas and Mississippi State coming up this weekend. Going to be joined by Matt Wyatt, former Mississippi State quarterback to talk a little bit about that game in depth as well and get into some nonsense there in the final segment as well but before we get into that college football college basketball is all going on right now and there's not a better time of year than when you have the neural nitty-gritty of college football revving up and then college basketball getting off to a great start right with some of these big time games and if you want to watch those which i know you all do you got to check out Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football and college basketball. And for only $30 a month, you get all the ESPN networks, as well as the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, and so much more. Again, that's just for $30. You can stream on your big screen or on your favorite mobile devices. And it's the best and greatest live TV you could ever ask for. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Here's an exclusive offer for all you live. Locked On listeners, sign up today at sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on to get a free seven-day trial. That's right. You get a free seven-day trial when you try locked on. Go to sling.com slash locked on. Give it a shot. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's something that I use. It's something that many people I know use. And it's the best way to watch all college sports, which we know we're all about here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. So be sure to give it a try. Again, that's sling.com slash locked on. So getting right into the thick of things before we're joined by Matt Wyatt, who uh, caught up with us on the morning rush. You know, it's such a weird game with Arkansas Mississippi State which you talked a little bit about yesterday on the podcast but this one's an even stranger one because if you look at what Mississippi State done has done this year they have really underachieved by most of their fans perspective and most of their expectations of what they thought that they would do this year they're sitting at six and four two and four in the SEC where their four losses have come against Kentucky Florida LSU and in Alabama. Now, all four of those losses, all four of those teams are really good teams. No shame in losing to those teams. But for whatever reason, Mississippi State has been unable to score effectively against those teams as well as other teams. Now, their defense has been good, as good as any defense that we have seen or anybody has seen so far this year. They're only giving up about 15 points per game, which doesn't bode well for Arkansas. But the problem is, is that as good as their defense has been, their offense has been unable to score points. And it all comes down to Nick Fitzgerald, who is the best player on the Mississippi State roster, the the quarterback, and also the leading passer and leading rusher both on the team by far. So as you can probably guess, just like most of the time with any other quarterback or any other system, The quarterback is the most important position on the field. And as the team goes, the quarterback goes, and it all goes round and round and round. That's essentially the setup of it all, which is not to say it's a bad thing or that there's any issue with that. But it is to say that there are some good things that maybe Arkansas can exploit from Mississippi State that we have seen so far this year. Now, Arkansas has played some good defenses. They played Alabama's defense. They played LSU's defense. They've played Auburn's defense. All of them very good. Now, Mississippi State's, though, is a different matter with their defensive front being as good as what they are. You have to play on the road, and there could be a few things going for Arkansas, and here's one of them. Mississippi State just got done losing 
to Alabama, 24 to nothing. And I know that there's a myth going around about an Alabama hangover, quote-unquote, but I think that is a legit thing. I do believe that exists. Now, nobody wants to hear about it. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to mention it. But it's absolutely 100% true that there is something to that. And I think that Mississippi State could go through that. Also, next weekend, Mississippi State plays Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. You know, that big rivalry game that really gets everyone excited there in the state of Mississippi and that means so much to those two teams. Well, what lies in between those two games, those two teams? Arkansas. Little Arkansas. That maybe they are going to be coming in a little beaten and bruised and exhausted mentally and physically from playing a team like Alabama. Maybe they're going to be overlooking Arkansas because they set their mind and focus on playing Ole Miss and the Rebels to try to take the Egg Bowl and take it back, even though there has been some times where it's gone back and forth. Mississippi State should win that game, but still they want to make sure that they're ready and that they're prepared. And then you have Arkansas, where by most accounts, Mississippi State should roll and win in that game, no problems, no questions asked. So why wouldn't it be a quote-unquote trap game? Why wouldn't Mississippi State overlook Arkansas? Now, it's not to say that Arkansas can get it, go in and not play well and still win the game. Arkansas has to play well. They have to be able to bring it and they have to be able to score points. Duh. You don't win if you don't score. So how is Arkansas going to do that? I, I don't necessarily know at this juncture. But I do know that Chad Morris and this staff, for the most part, has come up with some really creative game plans that's been able to help Arkansas and find ways to score against defenses that – shouldn't be able to be scored on in such ways. Now, LSU may have been a different example because they couldn't get the rushing attack going. But when they went up against Alabama, they scored effectively. They really got it going. And the offense itself for Arkansas has improved as the season has gone on. Now, if they can get Devois Whaley back in and effective, I know he is going to be healthy for this game, supposedly according to Chad Morris. But if they can get him healthy and running and have that complemented by Rakeem Boyd, have Ty Story have plenty of protection, be able to throw it into Cheyenne O'Grady, who's going to be the main target for Arkansas. Do all those things, and all of a sudden, everything opens up. Everything starts feeling good, and all the reasons that we just discussed of why Arkansas can win this game or should win this game might be able to happen. I just need Arkansas to keep it close going into the fourth quarter. Keep me interested into the fourth quarter. I don't think that's too much to ask. In fact, I think that's the bare minimum you can expect from Arkansas at this point in time, especially in their final two games against Mississippi State and Missouri, which aren't exactly barn-burning teams that are going to be competing for anything. So it starts with Mississippi State. If they can slow down Nick Fitzgerald, if they can score some points against that heavy vaulted defense, why can't they win? It's easier said than done. Obviously, this team was 2-8. and eight. It's not like it's just, oh, well, they can do it, so they should do it. That hasn't happened. They haven't been able to get it going in the first, second, third, and fourth quarters all together in one single game. They just haven't been able to do it. But can this happen? Since they've improved game and game, week and week, season on, why can't they do it here? We'll see. But you got to hope that not only does Arkansas play their game, but that Mississippi State has that Alabama hangover and that they're overlooking Arkansas looking forward to the Ole Miss game. You do that, you might have a chance in this game. If you do that, you might be in pretty good shape to get your first SEC victory. Matt Wyatt, former Mississippi State quarterback, coming up next. (laughs) 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Let's go to the phone lines. We're now joined by Matt Wyatt, radio and podcast host, as well as a Mississippi State football analyst, also the former quarterback for the Bulldogs, joins us now on the show. How you doing this morning, Matt? Doing great, John. How are you, man? Hey, we're doing good here, and uh, we've been talking a lot about Arkansas-Mississippi State upcoming this weekend. And where, what I want to start with you on this is Mississippi State in general. They had a lot of expectations coming into this year, Joe Moorhead's first season. They're sitting at 6-4, and 2-4 and four in the SEC. The four losses were against good SEC teams, but I've kind of gotten the vibe that some Mississippi State fans are a little disappointed with the results so far. What's the vibe like? in Starkville for how these fans feel about Joe Moorhead and the job he's done in year one. Yeah, um, you know, John, it's been a little up and down, really. Um, and, you know, the two sides of the ball are so different. And I think that's the other thing that's uh, – it's been, like, I guess uncomfortable at times for state fans this year because the defense is one of the, one of the best defenses in the country. You know, they're loaded with NFL talent. They're very good every week. Um, they were, you know, it's 24 points in that game. They were very good against Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa on Saturday for the most part, outside of really the first two drives of the game. They've just been very consistent, very solid. They make plays in every game. Very good. On the offensive side, it's been very roller coaster. Um, but the, there's two common themes. One, against the better teams and the better defenses, uh, the offense has really struggled. And at, uh, at games on the road, they have uh, definitely struggled against the better teams. But in home games, and in one road game, which was at Kansas State, where they played teams that, you know, they were better than athletically. You know what I mean? Like they've just, when State steps out there against, um, you know, somebody like uh, Kansas State or um, Louisiana Lafayette, and, and to a degree even A&M, they just went up and down the field kind of did what they wanted to do, threw the ball, ran the ball, scored points. Really the only outlier was the Auburn game where they hosted Auburn, a good defense, and and just ran it down their throat all night, 350 yards rushing, I think it was. But you had, you know, the games where you didn't move the ball, it really wasn't even competitive. And I think that's the sticking point. It started with the game at Kentucky. The offense was just really bad, not really even competitive. They followed that up, same thing against Florida at home, not good, not competitive on offense, and then, uh, you know, get shut out by Alabama. Of course, they played awful on the road offensively at LSU. So it's very hit or miss, and at this point in the year with two games left, you know, state fans, frankly, are pretty confident going into this week they're going to move the ball, but then you go on the road for the Egg Bowl, and it's like, who knows, because on the road they've been bad. So I think that's the sticking point is it's not that you haven't, at times shown explosion and that you could throw it and run it. It's just you haven't been able to do it consistently, and that's what fans, I think, look at the most. Matt, do you? I mean, we pay a little bit of attention to the, to the betting lines, what the odds makers think, gives us an idea of expectations. We were a little surprised this, this has moved to a 21-point line. Did, did that surprise you at all that State was a three-touchdown favorite over Arkansas? Yeah, again, the, the answer for me would be no. And, and again, it's because partly – at home and against teams who, you know, they are athletically, you know, on the same level or better than, State has just uh, done whatever they wanted to do on offense. It's Again, it's really been a Jekyll and Hyde thing. I think that's one thing they're looking at. If you go back and you watch that Texas A&M game, you know, A&M's secondary is not very good, but their 
defensive front all year has been really good. Uh, they've been really good against the run. And in Starkville, State just manhandled them. You know, they were very balanced. They ran it when they wanted to. They threw it with great success. In that home game against Auburn, they did what they wanted to do in the run game, just knocked Auburn around like they weren't out there. And so I think what they're looking at is in comes Arkansas. Anybody's paying attention, if, if, if you want to call it a trend, even though it's inconsistency holds true, State has been an entirely different offense at home. And when they're playing teams who don't out-physical them, you know, on one level or the other, they've been really good. So I think that's kind of why you see that. And the, and the other thing is, you know, and I've watched Arkansas's offense, and, you know, even though the record isn't great, I think Ty Story is a real deal. Uh, I think Chad Morris is the real deal offensively. But they're playing a defense that has, especially at home, has just dominated everybody they played. And so I think that's why uh, the line is where it is. Speaking with Matt Wyatt, Mississippi State football analyst as well as radio and podcast host here on The Morning Rush. Matt, another thing I wanted to bring up was Nick Fitzgerald. A lot of expectations for him, too. And it seems like the offense, of course, moves where he moves. He's the leading rusher for the Bulldogs. Yeah. He's also uh, been been a good passer for him. But 51% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Is he playing a little less than what the expectation was for him? And if so, what has been the issue with Nick Fitzgerald, especially in the passing game? Yeah, I mean, the passing game really is the sticking point, John. It's it's where the issues have been. It's where the inconsistency has been the most. And so, really, I think what it boils down to here at the end of the year is it's just Nick as an individual, but within the offense and the guys around him as well. They just haven't been able to execute their offense, the way it's called, the things that are in the game plan. They haven't been able to execute it at a high enough level where they can just go out and do it against everybody they play. Now, that sounds like coach speak, but what I mean is, you know, for a guy like Nick, it's not an issue of, like, arm talent. Uh, the ball just really jumps out of his hand. He's 6'5", 235, can run like a deer, the SEC's all-time leading rusher at quarterback. Hard to tackle. they got two great running backs. They have they got a guy at center who's going to play in the NFL and probably two guards on the line who are going to play in the NFL. But none of them as a unit, week in and week out, have been consistent. Execution issues, every road game, there have been a lot of pre-snap issues with the offensive line. Uh, some games, you know, receivers catch the ball well, get open. Other games, they're non-existent. So everything they're doing, and it has, I think, everything to do with it's new. It's new terminology. It's new system. And that really, you know, Joe Moorhead would tell you, hey, it falls on me because they had spring. And even though Nick didn't get to go through spring like a normal player because of that broken leg at the end of last year, he still went through it, mental reps, and got to throw the ball some. Then you had the entire offseason in fall camp, the same as every other team in the country. And it's just something about it being a first-year system with new calls and new schemes, new RPO stuff. They just haven't been consistent week in and week out. Sure, there's times when Nick misses stuff, but he's not the only one. I can assure you of that. Well, Matt, another thing that uh, I wanted to talk to you about is, of course, Arkansas coming into Starkville this weekend, and we mentioned how uh, they've been struggling this year. Only two wins, no wins in the conference. They've had a couple of close games here and there, but they've really been struggling. You said you you think Chad Morse is the real deal. What makes you yeah. think that, and, and how long will it take for a team like Arkansas under Chad Morse to really get it going and start finding some wins in the SEC? 
Well, you know, they've got to get players, uh, which is, you know, first and foremost. Um, and it just takes a little while. You know, you don't, it's not like basketball. You can't go one recruiting class and fix all your needs. Uh, and so football is an entirely different deal. And they've got, they got tremendous holes. Okay. And, and the other thing is, you know, we forget sometimes football is such a team game, you know, 11 guys on the field at once. And so what Chad's got to do, and, and for whatever, you know, whatever it takes to put those pieces around a guy like Ty Story, I, I've seen some things from him. You know, I watch the Alabama game, watch the LSU game, watch the Ole Miss game, and you just see some things from, from Ty to me that shows he's got a little bit of the it going on. And he certainly makes a big difference. Like if he doesn't get knocked out of the Ole Miss game, they win that game out the bet. And, you know, people go, well, there was garbage points against Alabama. Well, what I saw was, uh, you know, he, they're 21-7, I guess, early, and then he takes them on another drive right down the field throwing the ball and fumbles it at the one going in. It was about to be a 21-14 game early on. Kid can play. So they got to put an offensive line in front of him and ask recruiting and get some players. And on the defensive side, you know, um, Chad's an offensive coach. You know, turn that over to a defensive coordinator. They just got they got to have players. You know, you look at what State's doing this year on defense. Well, heck, I mean, they are three deep at every position on the defensive front of players who, at every level of their defense, are going to play in the NFL. They may have two first round draft picks on the defensive front. Defensive football is easy once you get the players. So, <laughs> if it takes two years or three years. Improve that defense where they are competitive every week in the SEC. And what I see is an offensive coach in Chad Morris who he's going to know how to coach around his talent. He's going to understand how to get defenses out of position. And he's going to have a quarterback who can execute it. And so I just think if he gets the time, he'll get it done. Last one before I let you get out of here, Matt. Obviously, the game this weekend. Not many people feeling like Arkansas has a chance. Maybe a close one, but what do you see happening in this game between Arkansas and Mississippi State? And uh, maybe give some predictions for that. I think it'll be closer uh, potentially than a lot of people think. Um, we were talking about the predictions earlier. Why the line is what it is, and I explained that. But what I think is there's several factors. One is um, State, it, you know, played a very, very physical game against Alabama. And with some of the things that have ha- that happened in that game from an officiating standpoint, there's this punch-in-the-gut feel for the fan base that even though they felt like it would have been a long shot to win it, they felt like they had any any chance they had to win it was stolen from them by an officiating crew that just botched the whole thing from start to finish, frankly. And so there's this lingering conversation about that. So if you come to the state of Mississippi right now, nobody's talking about Arkansas. They're still talking about Alabama. And... If you're not careful, that can bleed over into your locker room and you lack focus. The other thing you have to remember is, historically, the Arkansas game for State is sandwiched between Alabama and Ole Miss every year. You play Alabama, two weeks later you play Ole Miss. The two biggest games for any kid in that locker room at State are Alabama and Ole Miss. And it's like, oh, by the way, Arkansas is in the middle there. I mean, watch that game last year. And Arkansas had a great chance to win the game. What is it, a one-point game or something? Mm -hmm. So I I think for that reason, uh, there is a chance that Arkansas would be able to go in there and make some plays. It'll require turning the ball over um, when, when, you know, creating turnovers when Arkansas's defense is on the field. And if you hit Nick Fitzgerald or, you know, you get the right bounce or two, he'll throw it to you. So it'll require that, and there's a possibility it could be closer. 
Should be a fascinating game, no doubt about it. Matt Wyatt, radio and podcast host, as well as Mississippi State football analyst and former quarterback there for the Bulldogs. Great stuff, Matt. Really appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the weekend and have fun the rest of college football season, my man. Will do, John. Thank you all. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Apple or Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify, whatever it is. You can check it out there and be sure to get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.